Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Christy and I want to have a conversation with you about living in God's presence, living immersed in God's presence. And uh, Christy, this is inspired by Dallas Willard's paraphrase of the Great Commission, which is one of my favorite of his paraphrases of scripture. And so, uh, friends, just listen to these words of Jesus uh, put a little differently than you're used to. And this, this will tee up our soul talk. I have been given say over everything in heaven and earth. As you go throughout the world, make apprentices to me from all kinds of people, immersing them in Trinitarian reality, and teach them to do everything I have commanded you. Look, I'm with you every moment until the work is done. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. That's Dallas's, Dallas Willard's version. And I just, I love the understanding that when we are getting baptized, when we're baptizing somebody and saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the, the ritual is an invitation into a life that's immersed in God's presence. And this life is one in which Jesus is leading us, we are following, and we are his apprentices. That word for discipleship, apprenticeship, makes it like really practical. It, it makes me think of a, an apprentice uh, in, in a trade as, as a carpenter or a steel worker or a spiritual director, learns the trade from a mentor. And uh, th that that uh, practical application. This is how we train spiritual directors in soul shepherding. This is how we've personally been trained as as therapists, as spiritual directors. Uh, it's from relationships with someone who has has mastery to a degree from their own training, their own experience, and they're not only teaching us concepts, but they're inviting us into their their life, into their way, and so. Christy, because we've experienced spiritual direction from receiving it out of a place of our own need, our own vulnerability, our own longing for God, and then receiving that spiritual care, receiving that guidance that has informed the kinds of spiritual directors that we are. And so that's how that same philosophy is what we use in our Soul Shepherding Institute. So that's an example of what Jesus is getting at. He's making it very practical. Uh, and then our our mission work, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospels. That's put into this context of this immersive life. What you're saying there is really important because I think it's easy for us to slip into hearing Jesus's words and the Great Commission and think, okay, now I've got to go and get all these people to do these things. And we can make it very much about, I've got to motivate people. I've got to get people to obey Jesus's teaching. And we can totally miss that. No, this is for me to do for me to live first. 
and that this isn't for me to just go get other people to believe and to pray and to serve and to do all these things that Jesus instructs us to do, but this is about me doing it and out of me doing it and me inviting other people to join God in me in this life of following Jesus that involves believing and trusting Jesus deeper and deeper and involves me having a prayer life of conversational interaction with Jesus, not just saying a prayer and checking it off my list that involves me out of the Holy Spirit, putting something on my heart for somebody to serve them rather than slipping into that pharisaical mode of serving as righteousness trying to earn mentality. It's so easy, even still Bill, even though I know this, it's still so easy for me to reverse it and to think it's about, I need to get other people to do these things. I need to motivate other people to do these things to which sometimes I can neglect doing them myself or to think that I need to do them in order for my pride or to quiet the voice of shame or to think that I can get God to love me more, please God better, or to be a better disciple. And I forget that, no, these, these are a grace to me. I'm desperate for this life with Jesus. I still need to be apprenticed by him. There's still more for me to learn. And I can, I can even get arrogant and tempted towards thinking, oh, this is all familiar. I know how to do these things. I've been doing these things for decades now and forget that I still need it. I still need fresh bread today. I still need living water today. My soul th still thirsts today. And I can't offer it to others if I'm not receiving it. That's so good. And I appreciate as you're living into that, it helps me live into that. And as you're uh, inviting me to pray with you, might be interceding for our kids or for something related to our soul shepherding ministry. And I always appreciate that because that explicitly draws me in that moment into prayer. Uh, so when we ask each other questions like, how, how have you sensed God's presence today? Or uh, what, what was helpful to you? Or what did you sense the Lord saying to you uh, in, in that movie we watched? And so elevating the conversations, that's what, what soul talks is. And that's real important to me in my rhythm of life and reminding me that I am alive in God's world and God is caring for me right now. I am just even yesterday, I was having some neck and back pain and you gave me some uh, massaging and rub on my shoulder. And I just quickly shot up a little prayer. Thanks to Jesus for his, his hands mm. uh, ministering to me. Yeah through your hands. And so it's like we talked about in last week's podcast, but it's this, this integration, this spiritual formation in Christ is about our taking our whole life and, and making it one life that's lived in God's presence, following Jesus and avoiding the, the bifurcations and, and the splits. And one so of the things you did there while you thanking God for that grace that came through me rubbing your your sore neck was every good and perfect gift is from God. You recognized that and you you tuned into him and thought, thanked him for that. And that was really 
important that you did that because I happen to know that at that time you were feeling a lot of stress and a lot of pain. You had been experiencing some suffering and some things that were really depressing and really difficult and really draining and hard for you. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully God met you in your place, your pet through my touch, but, but you received it as such and you responded to him. Yeah. I I find that for me, that's the key is developing the habits of uh, thinking and feeling Godward. I mean, it's just innumerable little things. It's being out on a run and this this morning and I was out just before the sunrise and then the sun started to rise and it's uh, really cold here in Southern California, 43 degrees. I know some of you in the winter, it's a lot colder than that, but for us, 43 is pretty cold. So I was like so happy to see the sun rising. It was making very beautiful colors in the sky. So spontaneously, I just, from the words of Ecclesiastes, but just, you know, thank you, Lord, that you make all things beautiful in your time. And so there's just a little uh, touch point for me that, yes, I'm alive in God's presence. I'm in God's world. And there, there's beauty in this world and uh, all the love and joy and peace and power and more that I could ever uh, handle. It's all there for me if I just tune in and, and, and attune myself to God's presence. But sometimes you will lose sight of that. You'll get your your eyes will be drawn into the things that are are wrong, the problems that you're having to deal with, the things that aren't working according to the way that you had hoped and wanted, things that are beyond your control, areas where maybe you you can't see God's action yet. It feels like he's not there, he's not moving. And so this is a constant recalibrating for you to go back to enthrall in your mind with Jesus again. Well, because I often lose sight of it and I often don't feel it. Most of the time, I don't feel enthralled with Jesus, but I seek to be that way. And I remind myself that that's for me to live as Christ, to die as Cain. And uh, the sun is a radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. And so I remind myself of those truths. I remind myself of times I have felt it, and uh, I seek to live into that reality. We want to stop you there. I remind myself of times I have felt it. That's really important too, because you're you're practicing there what is an ancient discipline in the scripture. Remember, 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 remember. Remember what God has done. Remember what you've experienced of God. That's what you're doing there when you're recalling, you're remembering it. Yeah, because I believe that if we have never felt God's presence, never experienced God's presence, it'd be quite a burden to put on ourselves that we ought to believe anyway. I mean, yeah, we ought to believe anyway because it's true. But I think it's important that sometimes we have experiences uh, and that we, we can feel those experiences, touch those experiences, know that we're being blessed by God. Okay. And... But let's talk about that more because there might be some, some of our listeners who are listening to you say, well, Bill, you've had experiences of God, but I haven't. And they might feel like, yeah, I hear people talk about having experiences of God, but then maybe they're feeling shame. Maybe they're wondering if they're even 
a real Christian, uh, even really saved, maybe they're feeling like, yeah, I, I, it's all about my believing in faith that God is here or that he's there or that he's true, or I'm doing these things all in faith and obedience, but I'm not having experiences. Yeah. And so if you who are listening, if you're relating to Christy and if you're in spiritual dryness, uh, if that's a season and you, it's important to remind yourself like the psalmist often does at times you have experienced it. Now, if you would say, I've never felt God's presence, I've never experienced God's grace in a way that really touched my the nerves of my soul, that's a different case. And still want to do the best we can to encourage you to, to believe that and to live in the truth of that, even though you haven't felt it. And I w- we would like to help you feel it because that would really bless you and help you. And it would in turn strengthen your faith. But, but I think you're also pointing out an example there that you're calling an experience of God that people might be missing yes. as an experience of God. So you're talking about being in beauty, being out in nature, and you're saying, I'm experiencing God there. And other people might be experiencing beauty in nature and not know that right. that's a form of experiencing God. Yeah. So when I when I feel the warmth of the sun on my cheek in the cold morning, when I feel your uh, hand on my shoulder rubbing my shoulder, uh, when I hear a, a bird sing, when I feel some warming in my body while I'm worshiping God, singing praise to God in the community at church, uh, when I'm reading the Bible and uh, a flash of insight comes upon me, uh, these are just a few examples of times I'm like, that was an experience of God and yeah. that encourages me. Yeah. But you're right. I have to recognize it as that I have to, because when God speaks, it's through our, our thoughts and our feelings. It's the normal ways we think and feel, but they're infused with a revelation from the Lord. But do I realize that when God touches us, it's, it's through the normal stuff in our body, but it's not usually... I mean, it would be a, quite a miracle for Jesus to f- physically show up and, or an angel to physically show up and physically touch me. Mm-hmm. Th- th- those are extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the the life of Jesus in his incarnation recorded in the Gospels, and that that's enough. And there will be a day where we will be physically in the Lord's presence in heaven. Or even when it's the Holy Spirit bringing to mind a verse that is a comfort or a consolation or an instruction or an encouragement, I will receive that as if that is an experience of God in the moment. I didn't hear an audible voice speaking that verse to me, but that verse came to mind. I wasn't looking for it in scripture. I'd hidden it in my heart in the past. And I will believe it's an experience of God that the Holy Spirit is bringing that to mind right now. And that encourages you. Yeah. And I'll thank God for that. And I'll respond to that. Or even if I'm driving on the road and I'm appreciating the smooth roads and the traffic lights and the engineers that produced this, and I'll think, surely God, that was a gift from you that you inspired and talented these people Mm -hmm. with these gifts and this vision. And I'm benefiting it right now. And it makes a difference for my life and ministry to have this infrastructure in place. And I'll thank God for that. And I'll experience him with me 
um, and his goodness to me and his goodness at work in the universe. And it will connect me to him. Even though I wouldn't say, oh, I have this like mystical experience of Jesus in the car next to me. Right. It's, it's, it's being awake to where God's at mm-hmm. work in our world or to use Eugene Peterson's title of his book, God plays in a thousand places, like all of the world. We see his action, his touch, his spirit, his, his inspiration, his goodness reflected in every good and perfect gift. And will I, will I receive that as an experience of his goodness and his grace and thank him for it. And that, that attunes me more to his presence. And you've cultivated that attunement you've you've done soul training to become the kind of person who would notice god's beauty god's presence god's wisdom and give thanks to god for that that in turn helps you to experience god's presence that was already there yes and that is a work an intentional work to cultivate that and I I still, we help each other with that because even there's times when you'll speak a truth to me, like um, maybe just out of the blue, you'll say something like, Christy, you're the disciple Jesus loves. And I have to, even in that moment, I have to work at cultivating that, receiving that and stepping into that. Because oftentimes, like, I don't know, you're probably not aware of this, but oftentimes you'll do that when I'm in the kitchen. You'll speak some word. You've been meditating on some scripture or some truth. You've been cultivating in that in your heart. And then you'll speak it out loud to me. You'll minister it to me. And I'm in a place where I'm like stressing about how am I going to get a fed in time before this meeting or, oh, this is taking longer than I thought. Or I thought I had that ingredient in the fridge or and I'm not feeling like the disciple Jesus loves, or maybe I'm even feeling like a failure. Like, oh man, I, I didn't do very good on that podcast. We just recorded or um, the words aren't coming together and this book we're writing or, and I'm maybe feeling some, some shame. I'm feeling far from God in a way, and you'll minister to that. And, and then I have to face all the resistances in me that make me think that's not true. Or all the feelings I have in the moment make me feel like, well, that's just a pipe dream. (laughs) And it, it, I have a choice there to cultivate it again. Am I going to cultivate the reality that I right now, even in the failure I'm feeling or the discouragement I'm feeling or the frustration I'm feeling or the pressure I'm feeling that I'm a disciple Jesus loves. Yeah. So Paul says in Colossians three, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you speak to one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And so that's what we're illustrating is, um, overflowing with uh, our own meditations uh, from scripture with each other with friends on this very podcast and uh, the other side of it that we've referenced earlier in this conversation just for you who are listening just to make sure we don't lose sight of this that because this part of the conversation christy it might sound so spiritual like oh bill and christy just kind of walk around speaking scriptures to each other <laughs> and that's how they are live in this immersed in god's presence well yeah we do some of that but uh, it's a lot more of just life events and and ministry things, work things, family things. It's a lot more of life is happening and learning to do that prayerfully, learning to do that uh, in submission to God and 
mixed into that are many stresses and hurts and frustrations and um, sinful stuff that that we need to confess in private prayer or to each other or to another friend that don't always include Bible verses, right. don't always no. include we, encouraging we, words. They're like messy. Speak our complaints. And we also speak our frustrations and we also speak our problems. And like the other day, oh, I just lost that document I was working on. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not like these people that are only living in spiritual reality and the glory of God presence with us all the time that that's not yeah, if, you, if you were venting a stress or a frustration and i said well you're the disciple jesus yeah, loves that would not be empathetic <laughs> it would feel like it would feel like i'd go to shame i'd feel like mm. uh, yeah i've just i've just felt what's wrong with me and but if you empathize with me about it you're going to help me reconnect to jesus and his empathy and his presence this is what we see in the, in the Bible, uh, most especially in the laments, the Psalms, and uh, Jeremiah, Lamentations, uh, other places, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, many places in the Bible. But in the practice of lament, we soul shepherding in our institute, we call this healthy complaining. And we actually mm -hmm. go through a chart where we look at uh, unhealthy complaining that's just like venting and externalizing and blaming and judging and depressive. And healthy complaining that's emotionally honest, that's trusting in God, and that ultimately is healing and part of our growing discipleship to Jesus. Yeah. So last episode, we talked about how I was sharing in the car some of my grief with my mom. If at that point you had just said, well, I don't know why your soul's downcast and you're grieving so much. It's a beautiful day. We're driving through a beautiful green hills here. We're about to be with family that we love. We're about to go for a walk. Uh, on the beach, what, why are you so downcast? Can't you see God's at play in a thousand places around you, Christy? Uh, it would shut me down. It would have been a, a failure of empathy and it wouldn't have been restorative to my soul and my being able to wake up to that reality on my own, which I needed because, but because you entered the pit of suffering with me or safe place with me, empathize with me. Then I was able to get out of it and see the, the sunny side of things. Yeah, a lot of us in the church world and Christians, us who are leaders, ministers, we have the gift of encouragement. We can give words to people, and word, including words from Scripture, that that lift lift their spirits, that help them to see the positives and uh, the strengths that they have, and, and God's blessings around them. And that's that's wonderful. But the timing of yes. an application of that gift of encouragement is is really mm -hmm. critical because yeah. when we Put that on somebody as a band-aid yeah. or that is, is essentially silencing their mm -hmm. their questions their hurts their worries that's that's not loving because the way jesus wants to be is to attach with us where we are uh, surely you desire truth in the inner parts david says in psalm 51 so entering into the truth not only the truth of god's word or the truths of that god has put into his creation and science but also the inner parts, the, the inner, inner truth of my own experience, my own soul, my heart, my relationships and ways that I'm struggling and, and suffering are part of that. So uh, the incarnational God comes to us in that place with uh, with concern, with with interest, with uh, tenderness, with empathy. And that that presence, Henry Nowen says it so well, he says, you know, we, we, we sometimes we just try too hard uh, as pastors and spiritual directors, we try too hard to cure people, to, to fix people, to make them feel better. But he says, you know, your care 
is the cure. Yeah. It, it, so much of what actually helps people to get better from what they're struggling with is simply empathy, some God-filled understanding, compassion, and, and care. And so that this immersed living immersed in God's presence, it, it to do that, we need relationships with each other that are loving and empathetic. Because when I am emotionally present to God, to the people around me, that's when I could experience that I'm immersed mm -hmm. in God's world. That's what helps me to notice yep. the sunrise while I'm running. If, if yep. I'm in a state of anxiety and worry and I'm spinning in that and I'm trying not to feel that way, or if I'm in a state of shame with self-judgment and self-criticism and I'm putting myself down, or if I'm pressuring and pushing myself to achieve more and be better than I am, all those things shut down my soul and my soul's sensitivity to appreciate the beauty of the moment mm -hmm. that I actually can be immersed in God's presence. Yes. So friends, if you need a space to do that, reach out on Soul Shepherding, go to the webpage, meet with a spiritual director or a coach, a place where you can receive that care from Jesus through an ambassador, a shepherd of him, because he wants to bring his care and experience of his love and grace and restoration to you. Lord God, just thank you for our listener. This is the one hearing our voice right now who is feeling in a time of spiritual dryness or who feels alone and like, I, I don't know who to have a soul talk with or who just feels so tired from family, from work, from ministry and just wishes could feel immersed in your beauty lord in your presence in the reality of your kingdom of the heavens and yet that feels far away uh, or the one with compassion fatigue who's been serving and helping others and maybe even appreciated for that but their own well feels like it's drying up how we pray oh holy spirit gift of the father spirit of jesus touch our friend even in these words, even in this conversation, and give hope that there is a way forward, one step at a time, to begin to feel more alive to your beauty and your goodness, your love, your joy, your peace, your power. Lord, connect our friends with a spiritual director, with a soul shepherding retreat, or some other experience, Lord, that would really nourish their soul and help them to wake up to your goodness that is all around them all the time. We are so blessed to belong to you, Jesus, and to live in the Father's world with you in all that we do. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 